everyone. Welcome to the Quantum Heart Cafe, a show where I talk about uh, books and topics um, and subject matter that uh, I'm interested in and uh, and that is related to current events going on in the wider world, but they're the type of current events that aren't really being uh, talked about by, um, you know, people. The, the mainstream media or even the alt media um and there are topics of like technology especially the rollout of web3 and all these other new technologies that people aren't really uh talking about but it's really important to have these discussions and as well as sharing my love of uh psychology and spirituality and just other topics and, and perspectives and subject matter that I feel are important. And so it's taking all of that and then uh, putting it into the heart of a cafe. Because, you know, cafes are places where um, people go and have discussions and talk about things and discuss. Or it could be uh, like one of the reasons why I love going to coffee shops is I could take a book and read and, and do my some writing and enjoy a chai latte. I'm starting to get away from drinking coffee all the time, but um, yeah, so it's just kind of taking those sorts of things like the the spirit and feel of a coffee shop and then the kind of the spirit the spirit and feel of uh, reading books and having discussions about books and then relating them to uh, kind of current events and real life situations and putting that into a podcast. <laughs> so that's what the Quantum Heart Cafe is about. And ultimately, I'm hoping that uh, listeners will come away with something uh, that will be of interest or something that's useful or just encouraging you to explore and read the books that I talk about for yourself and become interested in these uh, topics as well. So thank you so much for stopping by the cafe and if you enjoy what you're listening to, please consider uh, subscribing and uh, and sharing this with others. Uh, and then so uh, without further ado, let's begin today's show. Welcome back uh, to the show, and I am so sorry that I've I haven't published a show in the last few weeks. Uh, I kind of let my consistency slip a bit again. Uh, like I know that I was supposed to, you know, I left off last show. I left off talking about uh, Beyond the Box, which is a book about B.F. Skinner and the history of behaviorism. And I'm still, it's still my intention to finish the book. And I have uh, part two. I just have to spend some time uh, editing it because there's some mistakes that I made. So I just want to make sure it, you know, it sounds good and stuff like that. Um, and what's been going on is that the last couple of weeks I've been really busy at school. So I've gone back to school to do my level three. And so, you know, it's one of those things where it's um, the amount of coursework course sorry coursework what that we get is like it's almost like drinking trying to drink water out of a fire hose is just so much that they give us and I'm one of those students where I have to really spend time studying the material to understand it um, which usually means that I'm devoting at least a couple hours a night uh, to my studies so it hasn't left me a lot of time to focus on my podcast. So what I decided to do is I'm, I am going to finish the, you know, go back and finish the, um, uh, beyond the box, beyond the box book about BF Skinner once I'm finished school, which is only another month and a half. So it's not that long. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, you know, talk about stuff that is off the top of my head. Um, just for the next few weeks because I do want to keep publishing at least one show a week and like keep up the consistency because I do enjoy uh, talking on my podcast and I do want to come on at least once a week for people 
and for myself. And so I just thought that, um, you know, maybe I'll just, because I have been reading other books and uh, there was one book in particular, because I've been checking out a lot of Edgar Cayce's work. And he, if you're not familiar with him, he's, uh, he was nicknamed the Sleeping Prophet. And he did a lot of, um, like he was psychic and he did a lot of readings for people. And then he also talked about like something, the Akashic uh, records, and he uh, spoke about like reincarnation and, and past lives. And he also talked about like ancient civilizations like Lemuria and Atlantis and what happened with them. And while I haven't uh, reached that those topics yet, I have uh, read his book on healing foods and uh, the importance of having a good balance between acidic and alkaline foods. Like acidic would be something like coffee and um, uh, like uh, orange oranges and stuff like that. And then having a balance with uh, alkaline foods, which would be like your leafy greens, like broccoli and uh, and that sort of thing, so that you have you know a good balance in your body for health. And I really enjoyed that book, so I decided to check out his other book. Um, called The Spiritual Forces Within You. And that was really cool. And I wanted to share a couple of um, points that I learned about in the book. Uh, but before I do that, I do like to, in my shows, I do like to have a moment of gratitude. And uh, I am grateful for um, my, my family. I'm grateful that, um, you know, we may not always understand each other and we might not always be on the same page, but we're there for each other. And, you know, they're, everyone's doing the best they can. And so I'm just really grateful to have that. And I'm you know, also grateful that the universe sends really important lessons for me to learn. They're not always the easiest stuff in the world, but that after the fact, it's like, geez, you know, I learned so much from that. And... I feel like I've I've grown from a person from those challenges, so I'm really grateful. And I have been cutting back on coffee. Not hasn't always been easy because I do uh, enjoy the taste of it, but I've been pretty good about uh, cutting back down to or cu cutting back to like one coffee a day. And then on weekends, I you know kind of I might have a bit more more than that, but. Um, I was listening to Alison McDowell's um, give a presentation recently, and she was saying that like coffee interferes with our ability to dream, and dreams for Edgar Casey and actually a lot of psychics and also got um, psychologists like Carl Jung were important because they would teach, they could tell us stuff. You know, sometimes like I've had dreams that are like prof prophetic or or like premonitions, and then. I have dreams that were like maybe messages or they had some synchronistic meaning to them. And so I want to dream more and I want to have a better connection to the dream world or to the dreamscape or whatever you want to call it. So if I, you know, if coffee interferes with that and caffeine, then I should probably cut down on that. And I have also been drinking my chai lattes and today I'm just having a English breakfast tea. It's pretty good. I, I enjoy it. And then I'm thinking about getting one of those steamers, like the, so you can make steam milk and, and then like froth it. So I can make like a London fog or make my own homemade like chai tea and make my own homemade like hot chocolates and stuff. So, you know, there's, there's life outside of coffee. There's a whole other world of hot beverages and wonderful stuff to drink besides coffee. And I'm enjoying um, you know, trying out different things and, you know, not always sticking to just one thing. I am a creature of habits. When I like something, I tend to stick to it, but it is nice to kind of step outside of that and try other things too. Um, so yeah, and then without further further ado, I was reading, as I was reading Spiritual Forces, so I, I read that book, uh, I finished reading it maybe a couple weeks ago. And I really enjoyed reading the book. It was, the author is John Van uh, Akin, or Akin, 
I hope I said that right. I'll, I'll post a link to the book um, in one of the local bookstores that I picked it up or where I picked it up. And, I, and what he did was he, like, he provided his own um, prose and a summary of Edgar Cayce's uh, readings when he, like, and then um, linked what Edgar Cayce was teaching to like other spiritual concepts and he uses uh christianity but like that you know even in the book he you know john says that you know you don't have to be a christian to follow this it's for everybody but he just uses christianity because that is what works for him um but if you have a different spiritual background or a different spiritual faith the principles still apply like it's all we're all on the same it's like a many many paths to the same road and there's, you know, the Christianity is but one of many, um, you know, despite what certain dominionists and imperialist uh, people say that there's, there is more than one way to have a spiritual connection with God, like that, that Gnosis or the Gnostic tradition. Um, and so, you know, he was kind of saying that in his book as well. And um, something that kept coming up over and over again one of the the main topics or the themes of the book that kept on uh, coming up was that um our mind is our builder and what's interesting is i've been also reading another book about like uh, thought forms and our, our thoughts and how our thoughts eventually create our reality they might not create it right away but you know when we're thinking a certain way and we're thinking it over and over again, it can become real, like it can manifest itself in the real world. And I was thinking about that both on a personal level and then on a kind of more of a community or global level. And, you know, with my mind, if my mind is my builder, then, you know, maybe part of my spiritual path or part of my spiritual learning is to really you know, pay attention to my thoughts and pay attention to my words, like of becoming more and more aware of like how or what I say and, and how I say it and what I think and how I think it. Um, especially like if they're unkind thoughts, like un unkind thoughts about myself or unkind thoughts about another person, like judgments or, um, yeah, like judgments and unkind thoughts and that sort of thing. Um, you know, thinking if I'm not good enough or thinking that like, or being fearful, like getting into a fearful state of thinking and it kind of cascading or kind of spiraling into something else. And... And then finding a way to interrupt that so that it doesn't become an energy so that, you know, rather than being fearful, I can kind of meditate or do some breathing exercises and maybe and just have more constructive thoughts and feelings. Like Edgar Casey said in the book, it was like constructive hope or something like, like, uh, constructive and, and useful way useful thoughts and feelings rather than um always feeling fear or lack or scarcity and on a bigger level like if you ever know like I'm so glad I don't watch too much tv anymore but if you still watch tv like you know and, and you're kind of thinking about this and you're, you're listening to this um you know be really I encourage I encourage you to think about like when you see the commercials come on or the news or something like that and a lot of the times like commercials and the news they're trying to sell us on stuff like commercials you know of course it's trying to sell like insurance or um cosmetics or clothes or cars or something and they always kind of use that sense of lack like you're missing out on something like you're missing out on this experience if you don't get this cool car or 
you're missing or you're not good enough if you don't have this brand of teeth they'll think people will think you have bad breath and they, they won't want to talk to you or if you don't have this style of clothes like you're not in with the cool people or, or something like that you know like these commercials kind of play play on that sense of fear and scarcity and um and that kind of plays a part in the matrix in a way because this demiurge and this imperial world that we or this imperial imperialism and this current society that we're living in especially like the western society it's built so much on scarcity and and fear fear of other people fear of uh different ways of being in the world you know you have to follow this one way you know you have to fall in line you need to follow you know the the dominator mindset and everything else is backwards and you know there's that that fear of mother nature too and and disdain for mother nature and so it's like when i'm thinking about this is it, it to me it's like i can see the relationship between my own thoughts and then the relationship with like the the wider thoughts like the wider ways of thinking and being in the world and you know and then you know just going back to tv like tv is a really good example of it like if you're aware of it and you could kind of step back and see it then you'll see what i'm talking about like you'll see the scarcity and stuff especially on the news like holy mac like um you know i'm glad i don't watch the news anymore and it it is sad what's going on in other parts of the world with like the wars and everything um but what i what i find both like frustrating and in, and like telling is that there's no like i think individual people are talking about peace and wanting to find a peaceful solution to a lot of these uh conflicts and stuff around the world in the news though you just keep hearing the the war the drum drums beating on or people beating on the drum of war and you know, I, th I wonder, you know, with our thoughts, because if you think about it, like the TV and the news, like if they have like 2,000 people, three th or sorry, more than 2,000 people, I, I meant to say like millions of people watching the same news program and watching uh, the same stories over and over again, that's a, that's a huge thought form. That's a lot of energy to have millions of people all thinking the same thing at exactly the same time and so that energy is directed towards wherever they want and and then, i mean i don't own a tv set anymore the only reason why i get exposed to the news is if someone else is watching it and i happen to be in the same area and, and in that case i try and like put my headphones on or or go somewhere else uh but I wonder if, you know, we had, I don't even think you need millions of people to do this, but if you just had a small group of, of people, like-minded people and, and friends and family just thinking about peace, you know, peace within, within ourselves and then, and peace within our own communities and, and then acting on that peace, you know, working to make our communities a bit safer, a bit better. And I know that word safe gets thrown around a lot, but you know what I mean? I, I Like working to, you know, help each other and, and having love and, and compassion and coming from a heartfelt place, like that would be a much different energy than one that is focused on, on fear and scarcity and war. Um, you know, so that, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about that uh, just recently, uh, along with Edgar Casey's book. And even and what was really another really interesting uh, theme or point that Edgar Casey made in his book is that when we do our the inner work on ourselves, like when we heal, uh, you know, if we have childhood trauma or if we have ancestral uh, trauma. Um, you know, if we have, if we're trying to decolonize and, you know, kind of 
get away from that matrix thinking, that imperialist thinking, and become more <clears throat> in line with like a nature-based uh, spiritual practice, or just as Robin Wall Kimmer talked about in her book Braiding Sweetgrass, like just learning to be a good relative to ourselves, each other, and to our the wider communities that we live in, then, you know, our thoughts and, and doing that inner work really does help. And it, and it does have, Edgar Casey was saying that, like, when we do that inner work, it does have a vibratory, it does carry a vibe, a vibration to it, like a, like when you do the inner work, it vibrates, it, it goes into the collective, if you will, and it, it vibrates out. And, and I don't mean like in terms of like this, um, the world, this world superorganism that the, that certain, uh, people and, uh, companies want to, uh, create like this, uh, world brain. I've been talking about this on my podcast for the last little while with the, uh, the world, uh, a world super organism that they're looking to create like this emergence. So I'm not, when I say the collective in this context, I don't mean that. I mean like the actual like collective where we're connected as cosmic beings to the creative spiritual force in the universe. So I'm not talking about their fake God or their fake demiurge. I'm talking about like the real you know, cosmic family that we're all part of. So when we do that inner work and we we heal ourselves and we become better people in a way, that causes a vibration, like that causes a ripple effect into the creative force and it helps to heal other people. And then it also helps to heal our ancestors. It helps to heal our own spirits, our own spirits, because I think from what I'm what I'm starting to understand about Earth is that Earth is kind of like a school, a spiritual school. I mean, that understanding might change as I, as I, as I continue to learn. But for right now, what I understand is that, you know, Earth is sort of like a spiritual school. And we're here to learn. And there's, like, that's where the importance of astrology and and so on come into play. And metaphysics, because they can help us like astrology can help us understand our past karma and understand the lessons that we're supposed to learn in this lifetime so we can carry them forward. And then eventually our, our souls, you know, we learn so much and then eventually we move on to the next whatever happens after this. That's that's the mystery part. I'm not sure. Um, but that's the whole point is to learn as much as we can and you know, to do unto others as we want to do unto ourselves, including with our thoughts. And I know that's really hard. Like, you know, I'm guilty for this too. Someone pisses me off and I'm just like, dang you, you know, like I, but now I'm starting to like, just, you know, maybe take a couple of steps back and, you know, anger has its place. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be angry. Like I don't, you know, I think every emotion that we experience has its place. Like, and it's, and there's no such, I don't think there's any such thing as air quote bad emotions. Like they all have, they're all there to communicate with us, to tell us something. And anger has a very important role to play in that uh, sometimes, right? And so that's not what I'm saying. But what it, what I'm saying is that maybe you're, or I'm starting to, or trying to learn to take a step back a bit and just to, uh, be more observant like if someone's you know being annoying or something like that you know maybe that person has something going on in their life that I'm not aware of maybe they have a sick relative that they're taking care of and it's taking a toll on them or maybe they just received some really sad news or something you know maybe there's something going on in that person's life and and you know just to learn to let it let things go and not get too bothered by um, people and and what they say and, and do. I mean, within certain limits, of course. And like I said, anger has its place. But just in general, just learning to 
or I'm just learning to take a step back and try and have more compassion and understanding rather than being quick to jump to a judgment or come to a conclusion when I don't know what that person's going through. I have no idea. And so maybe maybe that person is fighting a a battle that I have that's just unreal, you know, and that person's just um and they're tired and they're just lash you know, they, they lash out from time to time. So um and I think that that compassion it does go somewhere and that that love and compassion and and gentleness towards each other and towards ourselves like it it goes somewhere and like I said that and as Edgar Casey said like our gentleness and compassion it goes into the collective and it kind of just makes things a little bit better you know even if it even if we can't see it right away it's still it goes somewhere so you know don't think that doing inner work or you know, whether that's going to therapy or prayer or meditation, eating well, exercising, you know, spending less time on the social media platforms. I'm so happy I'm not on them anymore. And spending more time with friends and family and out in nature or learning things or something like that all, all of that's important. What you do is important. Like, and you're here from, just from understanding with Edgar Casey is that we're all here uh, for a specific reason and you know sometimes maybe we don't get a chance to figure out what that reason is because you know other things come up but you know you're here for a reason it wasn't just some like uh, accident or some nihilistic reason like we all have a purpose and sometimes our life is just figuring out what that purpose is and then Maybe in the next lifetime we can fulfill it or something. But everything, you know, everything, it, it matters. What we do matters. And so I really appreciated that about Edgar's Casey's book and the, or John Van, John Van Akun's book about Edgar Casey and the spiritual forces within. And it just gave me a lot of food for thought with like, you know, mind being a builder. So and I am working, using that principle at school even just to make sure that like, you know, my thoughts are clear for school and then I'm, I'm doing all my schoolwork and, and working hard so I can have that nice uh, result of having, of passing and um, achieving a, a good grade and a good mark and stuff and just, you know, already assuming that I'm being successful, but then you know, I can't just sit there and assume I have to back it up with doing work. And, and there's that saying that like faith without action is dead. And so it's like, okay, so I'm assuming that I have succeeded in my schoolwork, but, and, and now I have to follow through and, and, you know, put the time into study and do my, um, mathematical exercises and all that good stuff. But it's, I mean, it's a small example of it, but I think that, you know, with the, the mind is our builder and with the, our thoughts, sometimes starting small is good. Um, and then even when our, our thoughts aren't kind, uh, there is the power of affirmations and our, our words to help, um, have those healing thoughts. So if our thought, even if our thoughts, we feel like we're, our thoughts are being mean, or the, you know, we have the little gremlins in our the back of our head that pop up and say, you're not good enough, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can start to go into the mirror and say affirmations that I am love. I'm part of the loving intelligence. And, you know, everything that is comes to my life comes to me in the right way. And with the blessings of the universe, you know, something like that. You can use the power of words to help um you know change those uh, mean thoughts into loving and nurturing thoughts so there's that too um so anyway i just wanted to you know say that and check in and uh publish a show in and i think that's what i'll probably do at least while i'm in school is maybe i'll just come on here and kind of talk about something that i learned in the book because i'm still reading 
I'm still reading a bunch of books. Uh, I just, um, but the beyond the box and the more academic books, I like to have like a kind of a PowerPoint screen while I'm doing my show, just so I could, so I could keep track of my thoughts and not kind of go all over the place. And then, you know, if I have kind of a bullet point of what I want to talk about, then I can cover that point and then I can add stuff to it or, or provide my own thoughts and feelings about it. And I, I like to do that with the more academic or historical books. Um, I find that like books like Spiritual Forces Within You, I don't have to do that because it, it's just a lot easier for me to remember everything in the book and to take away uh, themes or ideas or topics that I find helpful and that I can use for my own life. So I don't really need like a presentation or a PowerPoint for that. I can kind of just um, be a bit more... I guess more, a little more, I don't know if improvise is the right word, but I don't need to, like, there's preparation, but I don't need as much preparation. And then once school is over, then I, then I will continue with uh, Beyond the Box and some of the other books that I want to talk about. And I, with all that, I hope everyone has a really nice week and a week and had a lovely weekend and hope you all have a blessed week and heartfelt week. And thank you for stopping by the uh, cafe. If you enjoy this show, uh, please consider subscribing and sharing with your friends. So thank you so much and have a good night and good evening and good morning. Okay, bye-bye. Hi, everyone. Welcome back uh, to the show. And I am so sorry that I've... I haven't published a show in the last few weeks. Uh, I kind of let my consistency slip a bit again. Uh, like I know that I was supposed to, you know, I left off, last show I left off talking about uh, Beyond the Box, which is a book about B.F. Skinner and the history of behaviorism. And I'm still, it's still my intention to finish the book. And I have uh, part two, I just have to spend some time uh, editing it because there was some mistakes that I made so I just want to make sure it you know it sounds good and stuff like that um, and what's been going on is that the last couple of weeks I've been really busy at school so I've gone back to school to do my level three and so you know it's one of those things where it's um, the amount of coursework cor sorry coursework that we get is like breathe it's almost like drinking, trying to drink water out of a fire hose. It's just so much that they give us. And I'm one of those students where I have to really spend time studying the material to understand it, um, which usually means that I'm devoting at least a couple hours a night uh, to my studies. So it hasn't left me a lot of time to focus on my podcast. So what I decided to do is I'm, I am going to finish the you know go back and finish the uh, beyond the box beyond the box book about bf skinner once i'm finished school which is only another month and a half so it's not that long and i think what i'm going to do is i'm just gonna you know talk about stuff that is off the top of my head um just for the next few weeks because i do want to keep publishing at least one show a week and like keep up the consistency because I do enjoy uh, talking on my podcast and I do want to come on at least once a week for people and for myself and so I just thought that um, you know maybe I'll just because I have been reading other books and uh, there was one book in particular because I've been checking out a lot of Edgar Casey's work and he if you're not familiar with him he's uh, he was nicknamed the Sleeping Prophet, and he did a lot of, um, like, he was psychic, and he did a lot of readings for people, and then he also talked about, like, something, the Akashic uh, Records, and he uh, spoke about, like, reincarnation and, and past lives, and he also talked about, like, ancient civilizations like Lemuria and Atlantis and what happened with them, and, well, I haven't... Uh, reached that those topics yet I have 
uh, read his book on healing foods and uh, the importance of having a good balance between acidic and alkaline foods. Like acidic would be something like coffee and um, uh, like uh, orange oranges and stuff like that. And then having a balance with uh, alkaline foods, which would be like your leafy greens, like broccoli and uh, and that sort of thing, so that you have you know a good balance in your body for health. And I really enjoyed that book, so I decided to check out his other book um, called The Spiritual Forces Within You, and that was really cool, and I wanted to share a couple of uh, points that I learned about in the book. Uh, but before I do that, I do like to, in my shows, I do like to have a moment of gratitude, and uh, I am grateful for... Um, my, my family, I'm grateful that, um, you know, we may not always understand each other and we may not always be on the same page, but we're there for each other and, you know, they're, everyone's doing the best they can. And so I'm just really grateful to have that. And I'm you know, also grateful that the universe sends really important lessons for me to learn. They're not always the easiest stuff in the world, but that after the fact, it's like, geez, you know, I learned so much from that, and I feel like I've, I've grown from a person from those challenges, so I'm really grateful, and I have been cutting back on coffee. Not hasn't always been easy, because I do uh, enjoy the taste of it, but I've been pretty good about uh, cutting back down to, or cu cutting back to, like, one coffee a day, and then on weekends, like, you know, I kind of, I'm like, have a bit more more than that but um I was listening to Alison McDowell's um give a presentation recently and she was saying that like coffee interferes with her ability to dream and dreams for Edgar Casey and actually a lot of psychics and also got um psychologists like Carl Jung were important because they would teach they could tell us stuff you know sometimes like I've had dreams that are like prof prophetic or or like premonitions and then I have dreams that were like maybe messages or they had some synchronistic meaning to them and so I want to dream more and I want to have a better connection to the dream world or to the dreamscape or whatever you want to call it so if I you know if coffee interferes with that and caffeine then I should probably cut down on that and I have also been drinking my chai lattes, and today I'm just having a English breakfast tea. It's pretty good. I, I enjoy it. And then I'm thinking about getting one of those steamers, like the so you can make steam milk and, and then like froth it, so I can make like a London fog or make my own homemade like chai tea and make my own homemade like hot chocolates and stuff. So, you know, there's there's life outside of coffee. There's a whole other world of hot beverages and wonderful stuff to drink besides coffee and I'm enjoying um you know trying out different things and you know not always sticking to just one thing I am a creature of habits when I like something I tend to stick to it but it is nice to kind of step outside of that and try other things too um so yeah and then without further further ado I was reading as I was reading Spiritual Forces, so I, I read that book, uh, I finished reading it maybe a couple weeks ago, and I really enjoyed reading the book. It was, the author is John Van uh, Akin, or Akin, I hope I said that right. I'll, I'll post a link to the book um, in one of the local bookstores that I picked it up, or where I picked it up, and, I, and what he did was he, like, he provided his own um, prose and a summary of Edgar Cayce's, uh, readings when he, like, and then, um, linked what Edgar Cayce was teaching to, like, other spiritual concepts, and he uses, uh, Christianity, but, like, that, you know, even in the book, he, you know, John says that, you know, you don't have to be a Christian to follow this, it's for everybody, but he just uses Christianity, because that is what works for him. Um, but if you have a different spiritual background or a different spiritual faith, the principles still apply. Like it's all, we're all on the same, 
it's like a many many paths to the same road and there's so you know the christianity is but one of many um you know despite what certain dominionists and imperialist uh people say that there's there is more than one way to have a spiritual connection with god like that that gnosis or the gnostic tradition um and so you know he was kind of saying that in his book as well and um something that kept coming up over and over again one of the the main topics or the themes of the book that kept on uh, coming up was that um our mind is our builder and what's interesting is I've been also reading another book about like uh, thought forms and our, our thoughts and how our thoughts eventually create our reality. They might not create it right away, but you know, when we're thinking a certain way and we're thinking it over and over again, it can become real, like it can manifest itself in the real world. And I was thinking about that both on a personal level and then on a kind of more of a community or global level. And, you know, with my mind, if my mind is my builder, then, you know, maybe part of my spiritual path or part of my spiritual learning is to really, you know, pay attention to my thoughts and pay attention to my words, like of becoming more and more aware of like how or what I say and, and how I say it and what I think and how I think it. Um, especially like if they're unkind thoughts, like un unkind thoughts about myself or unkind thoughts about another person, like judgments or, um, yeah, like judgments and unkind thoughts and that sort of thing. Um, you know, thinking if, um, not good enough or thinking that like, or being fearful, like getting into a fearful state of thinking and it kind of cascading or kind of spiraling into something else. And, and then finding a way to interrupt that so that it doesn't become an energy so that, you know, rather than being fearful, I can kind of meditate or do some breathing exercises and maybe, and just have more constructive thoughts and feelings. Like Edgar Casey said in the book, it was like constructive hope or something like, like, uh, like constructive and, and useful way, useful thoughts and feelings rather than, um, always feeling fear or lack or scarcity and on a bigger level like if you ever know like I'm so glad I don't watch too much tv anymore but if you still watch tv like you know and, and you're kind of thinking about this and you're, you're listening to this um you know be really I encourage I encourage you to think about like when you see the commercials come on or the news or something like that and a lot of the times like commercials and the news, they're trying to sell us on stuff like commercials, you know, of course it's trying to sell like insurance or, um, cosmetics or clothes or cars or something. And they always kind of use that sense of lack, like you're missing out on something, like you're missing out on this experience if you don't get this cool car or you're missing or you're not good enough if you don't have this brand of teeth they'll think people will think you have bad breath and they, they won't want to talk to you or if you don't have this style of clothes like you're not in with the cool people or, or something like that you know like these commercials kind of play play on that sense of fear and scarcity and um and that kind of plays a part in the matrix in a way because this demiurge and this imperial world that we or this imperial imperialism and this current society that we're living in especially like the western society it's built so much on scarcity and and fear fear of other people fear of uh different ways of being in the world you know you have to follow this one way you know you have to fall in line you need to follow you know the 
the dominator mindset and everything else is backwards and you know there's that that fear of mother nature too and and disdain for mother nature and so it's like when i'm thinking about this is it, it to me it's like i can see the relationship between my own thoughts and then the relationship with like the the wider thoughts like the wider ways of thinking and being in the world and you know and then you know just going back to tv like tv is a really good example of it like if you're aware of it and you could kind of step back and see it then you'll see what i'm talking about like you'll see the scarcity and stuff especially on the news like holy mac like um you know i'm glad i don't watch the news anymore and it, it is sad what's going on in other parts of the world with like the wars and everything um but what i what i find both like frustrating and in, and like telling is that there's no like i think individual people are talking about peace and wanting to find a peaceful solution to a lot of these uh conflicts and stuff around the world and the news though you just keep hearing the the war the drum drums beating on or people beating on the drum of war and you know I, I wonder you know with our thoughts because if you think about it like the tv and the news like if they have like 2,000 people three or sorry more than 2,000 people I, I meant to say like millions of people watching the same news program and watching uh the same stories over and over again that's a that's a huge thought form that's a lot of energy to have millions of people all thinking the same thing at exactly the same time and so that energy is directed towards wherever they want and and then, i mean i don't own a tv set anymore the only reason why I get exposed to the news is if someone else is watching it and I happen to be in the same area. And, and in that case, I try and like put my headphones on or, or go somewhere else. Uh, but I wonder if, you know, we had, I don't even think you need millions of people to do this, but if you just had a small group of, of people, like-minded people and, and friends and family just thinking about peace you know, peace within, within ourselves and then, and peace within our own communities and, and then acting on that peace, you know, working to make our communities a bit safer, a bit better. And I know that word safe gets thrown a lot, around a lot, but you know what I mean? I, I Like working to, you know, help each other and, and having love and, and compassion and coming from a heartfelt place, like that would be a much different energy than one that is focused on, on fear and scarcity and war. Um, you know, so that, I was thinking about that and I was thinking about that, uh, just recently along with Edgar Casey's book and even, and what was really another really interesting, uh, theme or point that Edgar Casey made in his book is that when we do our the inner work on ourselves like when we heal uh you know if we have childhood trauma or if we have ancestral uh trauma um you know if we have if we're trying to decolonize and you know kind of get away from that matrix thinking that imperialist thinking and become more <clears throat> in line with like a nature-based uh, spiritual practice or just as Robin Wall Kimmer talked about in her book Braiding Sweetgrass like just learning to be a good relative to ourselves each other and to our the wider communities that we live in then you know our thoughts and, and doing that inner work really does help and it and it does have Edgar Casey was saying that like when we do that inner work it does have a vibratory it does carry a vibe a vibration to it like a, like when you do the inner work it vibrates it, it goes into the collective if you will and it, it vibrates out and and I don't mean like in terms of like this um 
the world this world superorganism that the that certain uh people and uh companies want to uh, create like this uh world brain i've been talking about this on my podcast for the last little while with the uh the world uh a world super organism that they're looking to create like this emergence so i'm not when i say the collective in this context i don't mean that i mean like the actual like collective where we're connected as cosmic beings to the creative spiritual force in the universe so i'm not talking about their fake god or their fake demiurge i'm talking about like the real you know cosmic family that we're all part of so when we do that inner work and we and we heal ourselves and we become better people in a way that causes a vibration like that causes a ripple effect into the creative force and it helps to heal other people and then it also helps to heal our ancestors it helps to heal our own spirit our own spirits because i think from what i'm what i'm starting to understand about earth is that earth is kind of like a school a spiritual school i mean that understanding might change as I, as I as i continue to learn but for right now what i understand is that you know earth is sort of like a spiritual school and we're here to learn and there's like that's where the importance of astrology and and so on come into play and metaphysics because they can help us like astrology can help us understand our past karma and understand the lessons that we're supposed to learn in this lifetime so we can carry them forward and then eventually our our souls you know we learn so much and then eventually we move on to the next whatever happens after this that's that's the mystery part I'm not sure um but that's the whole point is to learn as much as we can and you know to do unto others as we want to do unto ourselves including with our thoughts and i know that's really hard like yeah, I'm guilty for this too. Someone pisses me off and I'm just like, dang you, you know, like I, but now I'm starting to like, just, you know, maybe take a couple of steps back and, you know, anger has its place. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be angry. Like I don't, you know, I think every emotion that we experience has its place. Like, and it's, and there's no such, I don't think there's any such thing as air quote bad emotions. Like they all have they're all there to communicate with us, to tell us something, and anger has a very important role to play in that uh, sometimes, right? And so that's not what I'm saying, but what it, what I'm saying is that maybe you're, or I'm starting to, or trying to learn to take a step back a bit and just to uh, be more observant. Like if someone's, you know, being annoying or something like that, you know, maybe that person has something going on in their life that I'm not aware of maybe they have a sick relative that they're taking care of and it's taking a toll on them or maybe they just received some really sad news or something you know maybe there's something going on in that person's life and and you know just to learn to let it let things go and not get too bothered by um people and and what they say and and do i mean within certain limits of course and like i said anger has its place but just in general just learning to or i'm just learning to take a step back and try and have more compassion and understanding rather than being quick to jump to a judgment or come to a conclusion when i don't know what that person's going through i have no idea and so maybe maybe that person is fighting a a battle that I have that's just unreal, you know, and that person's just, um, and they're tired and they're just lash, you know, they, they lash out from time to time. So, um, and I think that, that compassion, it does go somewhere and that, that love and compassion and, and gentleness towards each other and towards ourselves, like it, it goes somewhere. And like I said, that and as Edgar Casey said, like our gentleness and compassion, it goes into the collective, and it kind of just makes things a little bit better, you know. Even if it, even if we can't see it right away, it's still, 
it goes somewhere. So, you know, don't think that doing inner work or, you know, whether that's going to therapy or prayer or meditation, eating well, exercising, you know, spending less time on the social media platforms. I'm so happy I'm not on them anymore. And spending more time with friends and family and out in nature or learning things or something like that all all of that's important what you do is important like and you're here from just from understanding with Edgar Cayce is that we're all here uh for a specific reason and you know sometimes maybe we don't get a chance to figure out what that reason is because you know other things come up but you know you're here for a reason it wasn't just some like uh accident or some nihilistic reason like we all have a purpose and sometimes our life is just figuring out what that purpose is and then maybe in the next lifetime we can fulfill it or something but everything you know everything it it matters what we do matters and so I really appreciated that about Edgar Casey's book and the or John Van John Van Akun's book about Edgar Casey and the spiritual forces within and it just gave me a lot of food for thought with like you know mind being a builder so and I am working using that principle at school even just to make sure that like you know my thoughts are clear for school and then I'm, I'm doing all my school work and, and working hard so I can have that nice uh, result of having of passing and um achieving a, a good grade and a good mark and stuff and just you know already assuming that I'm being successful but then you know I can't just sit there and assume I have to back it up with doing work and and there's that saying that like faith without action is dead and so it's like okay so I'm assuming that I have succeeded in my school work but and and now I have to follow through and and you know put the time in to study and do my um, mathematical exercises and all that good stuff. But it's, I mean, it's a small example of it, but I think that, you know, with the, the mind as our builder and with the, our thoughts, sometimes starting small is good. Um, and then even when our, our thoughts aren't kind, uh, there is the power of affirmations and our, our words to help, um, have those healing thoughts so if our thought even if our thoughts we feel like we're our thoughts are being mean or that you know like we have the little gremlins in our the back of our head that pop up and say you're not good enough blah 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 you know you can start to go into the mirror and say affirmations that I am love I'm part of the loving intelligence and you know everything that is comes to my life comes to me in the right way and with the blessings of the universe, you know, something like that. You can use the power of words to help, um, you know, change those uh, mean thoughts into loving and nurturing thoughts. So there's that too. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to, you know, say that and check in and uh, publish a show. In, and I think that's what I'll probably do at least while I'm in school is maybe I'll just come on here and kind of talk about something that I learned in the book because I'm still reading. I'm still reading a bunch of books. Uh, I just, um, but the beyond the box and the more academic books, I like to have like a kind of a PowerPoint screen while I'm doing my show just so I could, so I could keep track of my thoughts and not kind of go all over the place. And then, you know, if I have kind of a bullet point, of what I want to talk about then I can cover that point and then I can add stuff to it or or provide my own thoughts and feelings about it and I, I like to do that with the more academic or historical books um, I find that like books like spiritual forces within you I don't have to do that because it, it's just a lot easier for me to remember everything in the book and to take away uh, themes or ideas or topics that I find helpful and that I can use for my own life. So I don't really need like a presentation or a PowerPoint for that. I can kind of just um, 
be a bit more, I guess more, a little more, I don't know if improvise is the right word, but I don't need to, like there's preparation, but I don't need as much preparation. And then once school is over, then I, then I will continue with uh, Beyond the Box and some of the other books that I want to talk about. And I, with all that, I hope everyone has a really nice week and a week and had a lovely weekend and hope you all have a blessed week and heartfelt week. And thank you for stopping by the uh, cafe. If you enjoy this show, uh, please consider subscribing and sharing with your friends. So thank you so much and have a good night and good evening and good morning. Okay, bye-bye.